Welcome to the Living Hope Church audio podcast. Join us weekly as Pastor Jeff Myers shares from God's Word. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Church of Dixon, California, please visit our website at livinghopedixon.com. All right, so um, let's dig in. We are continuing in our Unfrozen series. Our unfrozen series where, where we're talking about uh, church uh, the way it should be. Not frozen church, but church alive, church on fire, church with a pulse. And, and so as we do that, we're going to focus in this morning on a topic of uh, elders and leaders in the church, why we need them, why they're so important. Now, we got a lot going on this morning, so I'm going to blow through a lot of points. So if you're, if you're a note taker, stretch out your wrist, do a little bit of this thing, and, and, uh, and, and here we go because we we're going we're to blow through it. Um, but we, um, you know, when it comes to the concept of, of leaders and elders in church life, there's not a whole lot more, honestly, that I'm more passionate about. I love leaders. I love, I love the privilege that I have of leading leaders. And, uh, and I can, I can stand before you this morning, sit before you this morning and say that we at Living Hope have some outstanding leaders and, um, you are, you are privileged to be led by the leaders that we have at this church, both staff and elders and, and volunteer leaders and, 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 and you know, people that, are, that step up and lead in some amazing uh, selfless ways. Um, and we need leaders. We need leaders. And I know, you know leadership tends to be a topic that a lot of people shy away from. Well, not so much the topic, but just the, the concept of leadership. And you know, as soon as I t- start talking you know, leadership or I put a, a plea out that we need more leaders or a leader in a certain ministry or whatever, I get a ton of people that will raise their hand and say, I will help, but I don't want to lead. Right? Anybody ever said, I will help, but I don't want to lead? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty much all of you. And so, um, <laughs> so, so a lot of people who will say, I want to help, but I don't want to lead. And, and I thank God for those people who will step up and say, you know, I really don't know how to lead and I don't know what I'm going to do, but, but um, I'll, I'll do it anyway. And, and what happens when, when people step up and, and, uh, and take um, leadership, take some ownership in a certain ministry or a particular area of church life, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things happen. And um, again, just we, we have such great leaders. So when it comes to, let me read a couple of verses from Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 7 says this, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. And hopefully that we, we have leaders here at this church who are those types of people, not perfect people, but people who by and large, uh, you can imitate their faith. And, um, and, and, it, and again, that, you know, we've talked about a few weeks ago how that concept of asking people to imitate us can be a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, you know, we, we feel like we should say, just imitate Jesus, ignore me. Um, and, and there might be a little wisdom to that as well. But actually, the biblical example, again, is for us to, to say, you know, I'm doing the best I can to follow Jesus. Follow me, and I'll show you what it looks like. I'll show you what it looks like. I'm not, uh, you're not, don't follow me because of who I am and what I'm doing. Follow me because of who I'm following, right? And so I remember one time in the, in the Army, uh, we were do, doing some field training, and it was um, like pitch black, no moon, no stars in the sky, very cloudy, overcast and everything, walking through the mountains of, uh, I believe we were in New Jersey at the time, and um, walking through these, these hills and everything, these very wooded areas, and um, 
we had one guy uh, leading a, a squad of about 12 other guys, uh, and the one guy up front had night vision goggles, right? And the rest of us did not. And we are, I mean, you could not hardly see your hand in front of your face, and we are trying to walk and maneuver our way through, through this wooded area, and all we could do was try to stay in contact with the guy in front of us, trusting that the, the, ultimately the guy in the very front could see where he was going. And it's kind of that way when we're following Jesus. It's not because I can necessarily see down the road any further than you can. It's because I'm following the one who sees all. I'm following the one who sees all. And, and these are the, the kind of leaders that we hope to put before you. Again, uh, we're, we're human. We fail. You're going to see us uh, fall, but hopefully you'll see us get up in a way that, that glorifies Christ. And, uh, and so it, it's an honor to lead, and I, I, could, I could speak that on behalf of other leaders in our church. Uh, Hebrews 13 verse 17 says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them. Now there's something we're not comfortable with. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for, what, for that would be no, of no advantage to you. For that would be of no advantage to you. Obey your leaders and submit to them. Do it in such a way that, that it's a joy for your leaders to, to lead you. That's, that's great. I don't even have to add that. That's just so good. Um, so I, I'm going to go kind of blow through some, some bullet points real fast here on, on a couple of different topics. First one is this, your relationship with your church leaders, your relationship with your church leaders. How can you uh, have a kind of healthy relationship with your church leaders and, and, um, and, and get the most out of that relationship, okay? And so first of all, first of all, this is this, pray for your leaders, pray for them. I, I can tell you that um, I, I believe this, that there are few people in our church as tempted and as tried as our leaders, uh, and, and the reason is this, is because we, we have a huge target on our back. We, we, you know, we, we are in a spiritual warfare, the Bible tells us, and we have a huge target on our back. I tell people in, in, in our, our elder meetings and our staff meetings all the time that the greatest liability in our church is us as leaders. That when, if Satan can get into the life of one of our leaders... And, and, and cause a, uh, a moral failure or whatever, something, you know, to, to topple that leader. Uh, it, you guys have seen it happen in other churches, maybe churches you've even been a part of, but it can absolutely cripple a church. It can absolutely cripple a church. It's not that we can't recover from it, but it can be a very crippling thing to the momentum of a church, the direction a church is going. And we are the greatest uh, liability. And so we have these targets on our back from the enemy, and we are under attack all the time. Pray, 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 pray for your leaders. Um, we need it. We covet your prayers. Uh, the next thing is this. Encourage your leaders. Spend time, um, you know, occasionally whenever it's, it's on your mind or whenever you think, just, just an encouraging text, an encouraging email or a, a card or a, a car or a, no, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> just teasing. And that just encourage them, you know, do, do things, you know, just do things to let them know that you appreciate the work that they're doing. Even if you don't think that they're doing a good job, which occasionally we don't, 
Okay, none of us are perfect, and occasionally we're not at our best. And even if you feel like you've you got a leader that's struggling or whatever, encourage them. You know, it's the same thing. I've, I've said that in this, the principle of marriage, the same thing. You build for yourself a better husband, a better wife in the way that you treat them, in the way that you talk them up, and that sort of thing. I think the same thing is true about leadership. If you, if you, you, know, you want to build for yourself better church leaders, then speak encouragement into their life. Uh, exchange ideas with them. Exchange. We are under no illusion that we are the smartest people in the room. And so uh, occasionally really great ideas come from you all and not from us. And we love hearing those ideas. And so exchange ideas with us. Help us in this process of, of being uh, creative and being Jesus to this community and everything else. And there's so many different ways. You know, th- there are ways of doing church that nobody has thought of yet. I believe that. It's one of the things that keeps me going forward. There are ways of doing church that nobody has thought of yet. And so we covet your ideas. Submit to them. Submit to your leaders. When you submit to your leaders, uh, it, it helps church go smoothly. It helps us function as a, as, a, as a body the way we're supposed to function as a body. Now, when we talk about submission, we're not talking about um, blind submission. Because ultimately, we submit to God and to his word first and foremost. And if you ever have a living hope leader leading you in a direction that is away from God's word, uh, you are not to submit to them. You should punch them in the throat immediately. Okay? Do not, do not submit to a leader who is leading you away from God. Uh, but, but hopefully we have leaders in place who are leading you towards God and leading you to a healthier relationship with him. So submit to them. When, when we, uh, you know, occasionally, you guys have all experienced this, occasionally we have harebrained ideas uh, for a specific ministry or for our church as a whole, and we, we, we make a course change, and we say, okay, you know, starting now we're going to start doing things this way. And, and a, your first reaction a lot of times is to say, oh, I don't like that. Because none of us like change. Nobody in this room hardly likes change. And so when we start to change something and you don't like it, if you can just submit to the leadership in that change and help us work through all the kinks and all the things that need to be worked out when we make those changes, uh, that helps things go so beautifully. And you guys are, do a great job at that, by the way, I would say. Uh, the, finally this, lock arms with them and get to work. Lock arms with them and get to work. When you, you know, get into the life of a leader and, and, and say, how can I help? How can I help you? How can I, what can I do? What can, is there something you're doing that's creating drag on your ministry or life that I could take from you and help you with? What can I do? How, how can I help? And just start digging into the life of our leaders and, and helping in every way you possibly can. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have currently, uh, as, as far as our staff goes, uh, myself, um, and we have uh, Rob, our worship leader. We have Matt, our youth leader. And we have uh, Jamie, uh, my wife, who is our uh, office manager. And, um, and so those are our kind of paid staff members. Now, we have other volunteer staff that I like. Oh, I'm sorry, Leslie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Leslie's our newest. I'm sorry. I totally, oh, I'm going to pay for that one later. Uh, you guys don't even know. I'm telling you, you don't even know. Like, Leslie has been giving me grief since she was like six years old. All right, I apologize. Leslie Cowles is, is over our, our kids' church ministry, and, and, uh, and so, um, so those are our paid staff members. We have other volunteer staff members in place uh, that do great work as well. Uh, we have elders in place. Uh, James Avery is around here somewhere. We have, there he is over there. Uh, we have uh, Chris Millard, who's around here somewhere, and uh, we have uh, some new guy that we're adding today. We'll talk about him later. And... Um, <laughs> And so uh, they do such a great job, and, and uh, so those are the leaders, you know, that we're talking about uh, when, when we talk about our leaders. 
Um, now, here, this other thing, the role of, let's talk a little bit about the role of elders. The role of elders. Uh, now, so elders are a very specific uh, biblical uh, type of leader, you know, leader that the Bible talks about in terms of the overseers of the church, the pastors, so to speak, of the church. And, uh, and so, again, like I said, we have myself and James and Chris currently as elders. We're going to add John Carson today. Uh, he, uh, he passed the vote. And uh, last Sunday night, which was great, uh, unanimously. And so he's our newest elder. Uh, so we will be uh, installing him as elder today. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, so let me, let me talk just a little bit about the role of elders. Uh, because it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a unique uh, role. So it's this. First of all, it's intentional discipleship. Intentional, when we're looking for elders, we, we are looking for people who are, who are disciples of Christ themselves and who are in the process of helping others grow closer to Christ as well. And so, so I, can, I can lift up uh, all of these guys to you and say, say that, that, is, that is who they are. They, they are uh, following Christ to the best of their ability, and I also see them actively engaging many of you in your lives and helping you draw closer to Christ as well. Uh, careful stewardship. That the, the elders of our church are also kind of ultimately responsible for making sure that our church is, is stewards of what God has blessed us with, both, both in, uh, you know, physical property, uh, of, um, you know, our finances and things like that. They, they kind of have an oversight of that to make sure that we are above board in everything that we do. And so uh, they steward and they steward well. Biblical teaching and counsel. This is one of the areas of, of, of eldership life that um, sets elders apart from other leaders in the church. It, it is, there is a requirement to teach on elders. Now, it doesn't mean they have to get up and, and preach all the time or anything like that. It could be teaching and leading in a small group. It could be uh, teaching in, in our kids' ministry or, you know, whatever that might look. But, but the ability to kind of stand up and give an account when called upon um, and so, so, and then also counsel from God's word as well. So now the thing that, that, that ties all that, to, that teaching and that counsel together is the biblical, biblical that we want, we don't want guys who, you know, just are, you know, wise by the world standards because they watch a lot of, you know, Dr. Phil or whatever we want, we want, not that there's anything wrong with Dr. Phil, but we want guys who are, um, students of the word who are getting in and, and learning and, and growing in the word as much as possible so that when, when those of us in this congregation have issues and have problems that we need wisdom from and we go to one of, one of our elders, um, then what we get back from them is uh, pointing us into God's word and, and how that is the solution for our life. And so um, that's, that's very important. Attentive shepherding. Attentive shepherding. Uh, we need we need men who will step up and shepherd this church well. Now, when we talk about shepherding, there's a couple things involved there. One, uh, shepherds feed their flock. Okay, and so we need uh, guys who will be encouragers to us and and feed us from God's word. And shepherds take care of their flock; they protect their flock. Uh, we need guys who will make sure that. Uh, you know, they are keeping a watchful eye to, to, to make sure our church is headed in the right direction, that no false teachers are creeping in and, and it's kind of getting us off path and that sort of thing, uh, that they, they're keeping a watchful eye over our flock. Ultimately, shepherds also lead their flock from pastor to pastor, and we, we want guys who will step up and, and lead and lead well. Uh, loving discipline, loving discipline. Now, when we talk about church discipline, uh, you know, immediately all kinds of negative things go into our heads. I will tell you that we do exercise church discipline here at Living Hope, and it's not something, uh, first of all, it's not 
discipline in the way uh, that you might think of in terms of um, whatever ne- negative connotations you feel about that word. It is just simply digging into the lives of, of the people of our church to help them stay on the path of following Christ and to get them as close to Christ as we possibly can. And so when we see one of our members off track and, and living, you know, making some choices in their life that, that could be destructive, we just ha- simply have a very loving conversation with them. And, and we ask, you know, we just say, hey, hey have notices these things? Is, are we, is our observation of that accurate? How can we help you? Occasionally, if, if a person is, is so far off track and they feel like their life is a little bit out of control, we might, we might pull them out of the ministries that they're serving in for a temporary period of time and just say, instead of you focus on that, let's just focus on getting you healthy again. And we walk with them through that. And, we, and we, it's not about kicking people to the curb and beating people up or anything like that. It's simply about loving them back to a healthy place spiritually. And, uh, and so we do exercise church discipline around here, and, and, uh, and I can tell you there are times when it's, when it's very difficult. There are times that, that we have, um, you know, as elders, been in a room talking over uh, you know, a, per- a certain you know, person and the course of action we need to take with that person in terms of the conversations we need to have with them or whatever, and, uh, and, and, and weeping around the table, weeping around the table, because it, there are times it breaks our heart. It breaks our heart. Um, and so you have elders who who um, are willing... To, now, here, here's the other end of that, is that there are, I've been in a lot of churches where no discipline took place at all. Everything was always brushed under the rug. Everything was always about keeping people happy. And, um, and so when no discipline takes place at all, you have a church that very quickly becomes very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. And it is an honor to serve with the elders that are currently serving now, the elders who have served previously because they have all been wise and godly men who, uh, who love you all and love Jesus and are willing, uh, because of that love, to have tough conversations if that, if that needs to happen. And uh, that's not something you should ever be afraid of. In fact, it's something that you should uh, thank God for, honestly, thank God for. The last one there is exemplary leadership. That is, as elders, our leader, not only should we be leading the church, but we should also do it in a way that is an example to others so that you should be able to look at the elders of our church. Again, we're not perfect, but by and large, on, on any given day, you should be able to look at the elders of our church and say, you know, there's a guy that is, uh, you know, leading this church well, that is leading his family well, that is pursuing Christ in a, in a, a way that is, is uh, beautiful. And, uh, and it's an example to me. I want to move closer to Christ because of their example. And so that's... These are the type of guys that we look for when we're looking for elders. Now, can I tell you when I first got here, um, you know, one of the, the, the main things on our prayer list uh, w- with the elders at the time were uh, new elders. And, and at that time, uh, we didn't have a lot of options. We just didn't have a lot. And, and that doesn't, it just meant that it, in, in the maturity of our congregation at that period of time, uh, we had some guys that were on the right track, but some, some that needed to just do some more maturing and things like that to, to get there. And, uh, and now our congregation has changed so much uh, that now we, we actually we have options. We have, and it's, it's, it's been a beautiful thing to see so many of you guys grow uh, in such a way and mature in your faith in such a way that, that, that leadership of this type is actually an option for you. And um, now this is the thing, though. When we talk, the reason I talked about your role in terms of your relationship with your elders, and then the role of elders, you know, specifically, 
in terms of their relationship with you is because that uh, is this, this simple fact. Church health is maintained by mutual submission. Church health is maintained by mutual submission. That when you, we are all submitting to Christ, first and foremost, and that when your elders are submitting to you and serving you well, and when you are submitting to, submitting, submitting, submitting to the leadership of your elders and, your, and, and the other leaders in this church, uh, and we're all mutually submitted to each other, then church health is able to be maintained this way. Can I tell you uh, the secret sauce behind Living Hope? The secret sauce behind Living Hope is this. It's, 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 it's honestly this. It's our elders. It's our elders. It is now and, and, it, and, it has, and it always has been. Because when elders lead a church well and, and lead it to a church to a place of health, and they create an environment where a healthy church can prosper, a healthy church prospers. When elders don't lead well, when they're afraid to address situations, when they are leading poorly, when, they have, uh, when they're so spiritually jacked up themselves that they can't hardly lead well or that their thinking is screwed up or whatever, then the church uh, follows suit and, and is unhealthy. We have a healthy, beautiful congregation, and all of us submit to that. But it is led and it is provided by, first of all, Jesus Christ, and second of all, by a group of men that we called elders that are, are sold out and following him as best as they can. Um, and so pray for your elders and submit to them and uh, make that role of being a leader and being an elder a joy to them. Now, I, I'm preaching to the choir here because every one of us will, 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 tell, you know, will tell everybody that we come in contact with, that this congregation is a joy to lead. You guys are the most agreeable, most loving congregation that I've ever been a part of, and uh, you're a joy to lead. And so let's just keep going down that same path and, and uh, you know, loving each other, submitting to each other, uh, respecting each other, and just encouraging each other closer to Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's do this. We are going to install a new elder today, John Carson. John Carson, come up here. Chris, why don't you come with him, please? Mrs. John Carson, come on up. All right. All right. So, um, um, James and Chris, you guys come up too. Yeah. Actually, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, it, like I said, it's an honor to present John to you. I, I, we, we believe he's going to make a fantastic elder um, and uh, that he's going to just continue growing as a leader and his relationship to Christ as, as we've seen these other guys do um, and uh, all of us, you know. And so, um, so we, let, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's bring him in and, and support him. Uh, Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you. There's a microphone over here if you want to stand over here. In fact, you guys go stand over there by him. Unless you want to speak into my cheek. <laughs> That'd be for later. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, we're going to uh, proceed with the uh, the charge. So if, um, when I ask the question, John, if uh, it's in your heart, uh, just signify I do. 
So, as uh, shepherds and overseers of the local church, elders are entrusted with protecting, leading, equipping, and caring for the church body of believers. John, do you covenant with us today to help train up new elders and spiritual leaders according to the criteria assigned to them by the scriptures? Do you covenant with us today to prayerfully seek God's will for our church, community, and steward our resources to the best of your ability based upon your study of the scripture and the following of the spirit? Do you covenant to care for the church and seek her growth in grace, truth, and love? I do. To provide teaching and counsel from the whole of scripture? I do. John, do you covenant with us today to equip the members of the church for the work of ministry? Do you covenant with us today to be on guard against false teachers and teaching? To lovingly exercise discipline when necessary for the glory of God, the good of the one disciplined, and the health of the church as a whole. I do. Now this is where you guys get involved. So if it's, uh, we, you know, we're called to submit to, to our elders too. Um, like Jeff said, we, we submit to, to God. And, and to each other. So um, if it's uh, when it comes to, the, to, to your part, um, if the Holy Spirit imparts it in your heart, uh, signify by saying, I do, or we do. Do you, the Living Hope Church, covenant to submit to the spiritual authority of John as an elder, as granted to him by the scriptures and by you today for the benefit of your own spiritual growth and the unity and peace of the church? Very good. All right, John, come up here and take a knee. We'll, we'll help you get back up, I promise. <laughs> I might. <laughs> James, uh, why don't you lead us in prayer, um, and uh, let's all just uh, lay hands. In fact, um, um, if, if Lucci and Dee, or if you're in the room, come forward and, and uh, help us lay hands on him. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your grace, for your love, for your forgiveness. I want to thank you for John, bringing him to Living Hope Church and providing us with an elder. You are so good. I want to pray for continued grace and love and growth in John leadership skills and wisdom and just all the, the, the things that you give us every day we're so grateful for and I just pray you just pour that out on John I pray for protection and blessings on John's family I want to pray for protection and blessings upon this church and I pray that all of us will just serve you with a humble heart I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, John. So, um, as a gift from the church to you, John, we want to give you uh, another copy of the book that we want leading you and your ministry to us. And, and uh, so, uh, it's the Bible, in case you're curious. All right. And uh, <laughs> there you go. That's yours. Um, and so, I, th- I told John we'd, we'd give him the last word. He's, gonna, he's got a few comments for us. And uh, when you're done, dismiss us in prayer, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll leave here happy. Thank you. You can use this microphone here.
This is the part I wasn't looking forward to. It's been a long time since I've, I've done this, but um, they didn't tell me about all the responsibilities that came with this. But <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, when they, when they asked me to uh, say a few words, I didn't have an idea what I was going to talk about. And, and um, I was jogging one night, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and uh, it just came to me. So that was a good time because I was jogging. I was, I was by myself. My wife was working. Usually we jog together. And um, that's the furthest I ran. Even now, <laughs> it was uh, three miles, which may not seem like a lot, but to me, that's, that's an awful lot. But um, I ran three miles, and, and I was just praying and, and talking to God and going through this, and I wasn't even paying attention to, to what I was doing. So um, this is what I feel that um, I was led to talk about. And I want to read a few verses. First one is Psalms 139, 7 through 10. Is where shall we go, or where, where shall I go from your spirit, or where, where shall I flee from your presence? I, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. In Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Romans eight thirty eight through 39 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the thing that I was thinking of was... Um, God's always with us in this Christian walk that we have, that, that we chose to do. We can't do it on our own. It's, it's hard. Um, we need the help of others. We need the help of other brothers and sisters in Christ. And, um, you know, like I said, I was jogging. If it was up to me to do that by myself, I wouldn't be doing it. You know, and I, and I thank my wife for that because she's doing that and she's, with me doing that because she loves me and she knows it's good for me, good for my health. And um, so that encourages me to continue doing that. Um, you know, we just got done saying, going through all the things and saying, I do, I do, I do. And you guys said, I do, which I thank you for that. So basically that saying that we're in this together, you know, I'm here for you. You're here for me when that's needed. Um, Like you were saying, you know, just a minute ago, church, church health is maintained by mutual submission. And, and we can only do that if we are together in this and we are here for each other um, both ways. And um, yeah, I just want, you know, I didn't know Kevin and Marissa were leaving so soon. I knew they were leaving, but. Um, just want you guys to know that no matter what you're going through, because, Marissa, you're going to go through some pretty tough things. Whatever you're going through, whatever's going on, just know that we're with you. God's with you no matter what. You know, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing that. 
you know, that, that's great. And I would just pray that we do give them the financial support that they need. Um, because sometimes we, you know, we get to that point in our walks, which, you know, I've been there, and I imagine most of you have been there, that we get to the point where, you know, I, I got this, I can do this on my own. And just from experience, when that happens, we tend to kind of fall away a little bit. And then we get to that point to where we kind of, you know, start seeing things a little bit more clear and uh, go back to God. And we know that his hand is always right there waiting to grab us and pull us back in. You know, he's always there no matter what. And um, with that, let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, we just, um, we just thank you for this day, and we just thank you for this opportunity um, to be with you, Lord, and, and just to be in your presence. And, and um, just pray, Father, for Living Hope Church and, and the things that you're going to do with this, this church body, Lord. We pray for Kevin and Marissa on this journey that they're going on, Lord. Uh, we just pray for protection, Lord, and, and just guidance. And we know that you're going to be there with them and we'll be there with them in prayer, Lord. And, and uh, we just, again, pray, Lord, that you would just uh, protect your church body, Lord, and just use us in any way that uh, you think that we can be used, Lord. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.